0: Welcome to the Ideas from Europe podcast, episode number 11. After a holiday, welcome back to the podcast and thanks for downloading and listening to us today. In our episode, Linda will be interviewing Peter Willems. Now, Peter is the co-founder of PowerD, an investor in renewable energy ventures at Faraday Keys. It is inspired by the possibilities of a transition in society, and having been involved in the transition to the digital economy, his passion now lies with a new turning point, the transition from fossil energy to renewable energy. His company, PowerD, is involved in the European Roundtable's Bringing Energy Storage Solutions to Market sessions, presenting the case for integration of electric mobility into the power grid. Now, Speaking of which, there's still a few days left for you to sign up to our sessions, They're on the 8th and 9th of June. Now, we'll be hosting the event virtually this year, so you can join right from your computer. Details and a sign-up page are at the Ideas from Europe website, and I'll put a link in the description of the podcast. So without further ado, let's start with today's interview.
1: Nice to have you here today. Um, Just to have the listeners get to know you a little bit better, can you say... Who you are, what your background is, where does your interest or passion from, energy transition, if you have that come from?
2: Yes, I'm pleased to. Hello, Linda. Thank you for having me in your in your program. Um, I am actually an entrepreneur um, focusing on corporate venturing. In corporate venturing, you try to find opportunities for larger companies and you take a kind of a risk in, in implementing those. That's usually very much appreciated by companies because if you're willing to take a risk, there's a lot of trust on both sides that actually a new solution is going to work. Um, uh, I've always enjoyed uh, working for companies that are in a transition, a transition from uh, online to offline, sorry, from offline to online has been a large transition, uh, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, where we have lots of interesting opportunities for for companies to make a business out of a digital communication. I've I've worked for uh, companies who were leveraging the transition from products to services, where you can add value uh, to to to, um, uh, to products by delivering a service around it and also create more loyalty with your customers, for example. And the transition to renewable energy is the one that I've focused on since um, the last seven, eight years, I think, uh, because I believe that the transition to renewable energy is one of the largest transitions that we have seen uh, in the last 25 years. In fact, I believe that... Uh, as much as the transition from offline to online thinking, which happened from the 90s, uh, the, the impact that it had was large, but I believe that the impact that we will now be seeing from the transition from fossil energy to renewable energy will be at least as large as the digital transition. It will put um, the power literally in the hands of many, uh, and that brings a, a shift into how companies have to look at themselves and have to redefine their roles. And, and that's something that I like very much to work in.
1: Okay, so it's the transition that, that is your passion more than a particular domain, uh, and in this case, the the big challenge that is posed by the energy transition.
2: Yeah, that, that's right, Linda. Although I have to say that energy has always been a kind of a something that I've always been um, um, uh, intrigued by. And uh, since 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 you know since you were were, were eighteen years old or so, you could drive a car. I was I was always been and I I like to take. Things apart, and I've, I've been, you know, doing some work on old cars and things, and I've always been so surprised about how inefficient and an, a fuel-powered uh, car actually is, because the vast majority of the energy that you put into a car is lost by heat, and and, and that always intrigued me. And I I actually started to develop this business and, and this venturing business uh, at the moment that I bought my first electric car, which is about eight years ago, and I was so surprised about the efficiency of the service and the s- solution, I should say, of the car, but I've also quickly uh, understood that the storage that the battery brings as part of the electric car is actually a gateway to many more solutions than, than just having a more efficient, energy-efficient way of moving from A to B. So that, that sort of allowed me, uh, and, 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 and many, many other people, of course, uh, that work in this area today, it allowed us to rethink mobility, rethink energy, and, and bring those two together. And, and I believe that actually mobility is one of the areas where we can accelerate transition to renewable energy by utilizing or leveraging that, that synergy that you have with the battery being the energy to power the car, but also the energy that can be stored temporarily for other purposes. So it's 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 it's, it's, it's a really... Exciting uh, times, I think, for the, for um, um, for this transition in, in in renewable energy.
1: Yeah. So it was the fascination for cars, fossil cars, that brought you to electric cars. Yeah. From there, the path to Power D, which is now the company brought us to this, this uh, interview, which you started uh, from the Faraday Ventures, and if I understand it correctly.
2: It's right. Uh, okay. We had this idea, and it wasn't our idea, it was of course many people, well, quite a few people understood, um, let's say eight, eight, nine years ago, that you can do more with a battery electric vehicle than just using it to power a car. And we were thinking, who could be a good partner? Who could be a partner that would be able to make use of that benefit and that also would be able to accelerate a, a, such, such an idea. And, and, and we started to talk in the end to leasing companies since leasing companies obviously provide cars and leasing companies also understand that once you start to deliver electric cars rather than fossil-powered cars, you, you need to rethink your business model since electric cars uh, require less maintenance, require less energy or less, less, less costs for, for, for driving from A to B. So you have to find new business models anyway. So in the end, we arrived uh, in at having very good discussions with, with a large leasing company, which is called Lease Plan, who, Lease Plan, who anyway already uh, positioned themselves as a company very strongly focusing on using electric car as a way of reaching zero emissions. And they were so kind to help us build that power d company where we could actually leverage the battery itself in the electric car for new for new propositions so yes mm-hmm. that that's how we came the car brought us the idea and and then you had to think about who would be a beneficiary and who could be the party helping us accelerate the idea
1: Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Well, what is the exact proposition
2: of power d it's not the car battery if i understand it correctly oh no, yeah that's that's right we, we say we it's a double green energy service uh, for electric drivers. Uh, why is it double green? Uh, it's because we bring, we install a charge point at the homes of electric drivers. We supply their homes with electric. We directly source from uh, renewable sources that we can actually identify. So we can say your energy comes from this solar park, uh, which is the most green way you can actually uh, get energy to your home. And that energy also goes into into, into the car, but during the night, we uh, dynamically delay and accelerate the charging of the electric car on the basis of the availability of wind energy, uh, which can be more or less during the night. And that also has an impact on costs. So you pay less when there is an abundance of energy in the grid during the night. And you pay more when there's actually a lack of energy and, and a lot of demand. And we share the financial benefits with our drivers. But more importantly. That's where the double green comes from. If you charge your car in this way, you reduce the need for fossil energy at other peak moments during the day because you otherwise would be doing if you didn't charge your car in such a between quotes smart way. Mm-hmm. So it's double green because we we source energy directly from the uh, 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 sources that we selected for this, which are completely renewable. And we avoid the use or we reduce the need for fossil power during peak moments at the same time.
1: Yeah, because you have smart software.
2: It is smart technology. That's right, it's smart software. We we can predict uh, prices of energy during the night and during the day, by the way. We very precisely can predict when our vehicles will arrive at the charge points at home. We can also very precisely predict... How much energy they will need during that night, because we, we analyze the driving behavior of our cars. And, and we can plan the charging of every electric car in our system in such a way that, in total, we follow the dynamic of the price in the energy markets and make use mm-hmm. of the cheapest moments, which happen to be also the moments where usually the CO2 uh, contribution per kilowatt hour produced is the lowest. Mm-hmm. But not only, uh, it, it, it delivers a lower cost per kilowatt hour. And that's of course something we share with with the drivers.
1: Yeah. Okay. And your drivers are they um, mm-hmm. lease customers or is your service also available to private uh, electric car owners?
2: It is available to everyone, so it's available to leasing tri- lease drivers and a private uh, uh, customers, so drivers of a privately owned car. The extra benefit for lease drivers is that we also avoid the need for reimbursement of electricity costs. So uh, normally you, you have to reimburse your electricity costs every month to your employer uh, since you charge your car at home. But in our case, we deduct already before you get the energy bill, the, the cost for the charging of the car from your bill. So you will, when you start leasing a car from us, from from a leasing company who works with PowerD, uh, you will never get a higher electricity uh, um, bill every month. Uh, since we deduct that cost from the bill already before it reaches you. And that's actually making it less cumbersome from an administrative perspective, but also it saves you a bit of, of pre-financing electricity for, for driving your car. So there are the three benefits of the most great charging your car that you can find t- today in the world, I suppose. Secondly, to save some extra money because the kilowatt hours are cheaper and, and we, we we incentivize you for that as a, as a driver, also as a lease driver. Uh, and thirdly, you have less... Hassle with reimbursing costs unless it's a simple, a simpler model for driving an electric car that also is Mm -hmm. families uh, are very much interested in in this service because it makes their household um, cash flow (laughs) a little more attractive. Plus, that you know, you you keep uh, an extra 150 euros a year in your pocket for for, for, for nice things,
1: yeah, always good. And um, so. You were a relatively new company, you started it with a certain idea, a certain niche that you saw in the market. Who who did you do it with? Were you approached by someone else? Did you come across someone who was already working on this concept, who invited you? In? How did that process come about?
2: It's it's, an, it's an, this idea of smart charging and combining that with, with uh, directly sourced green energy I think it's something that sort of came into existence by having conversations with lots of different people. Um, um, of course we were very appreciative and are still very appreciative to the world of, of leasing companies, in particular lease plan, who have so much experience in 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 let's say that the cost of ownership for electric for cars and also for electric cars, and who helped us understanding all the small bottlenecks that sometimes are in place for companies and drivers. To change from driving a fossil-powered car, fossil energy-powered car, to uh, an electric car, and 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 of course we are, were all challenged by lifting these burdens and, and and making it easier for people to be willing and, and accept and, and, and go you know to, to start driving an electric car. I think five years ago, the 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 the, the main issue with driving electric car was was the. The the you know the, um, the range and the so-called range anxiety that people had, but today in the last few years, electric cars have a battery size at least forty kilowatt hours, but but very often fifty or even sixty or more. So range isn't an issue anymore. Now we need to find ways, other ways, for accelerating that acceptance of driving electric. And 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 you know the the wallets and and, and money for people is always a good. A good support for decision making so if we can save if we can bring some 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 extra money to to families who drive an electric car and if we can also show to them that they can really make a difference uh in terms of co2 emissions by charging it in a smart way we had two convincing arguments for more people to start driving electric cars and that, that was whole the idea yeah
1: okay because quite often New companies come about through people knowing each other from university, yeah. having some conversations there, starting a company together, and then you two people, and then it grows from there. But in your case, it was different. You had a different path to, to coming to this company. Yeah,
2: it, it, it's true. Um, I mean, there are so many different ways of starting a company. I think what we like to do uh, from Faraday Keys, which is how we started, is that we work with, with companies, with corporate companies, saying, hey, can we help you uh, finding new business opportunities during a moment of transition or in an area of transition? And there's always something in transition, whether you go from products to service, whether you from online to online, to renewable energy, to whatever. I think we're also now in a transition where employees work in a different way. We work from home, and it's not so it's not clear yet whether... We go back to the old system of working 40 hours a day in the office. And, and such a change brings about opportunity opportunities, but you have to find them. And that is something we like, my colleagues and I, we like to do. And then the, the most interesting bit is once you find that opportunity, can you collaborate with a company um, and make it actually happen? And that, that was the key to us. And that is not something that happens overnight. So you have to have, have, to have many conversations with, with, with senior decision makers in, in, in big companies. Uh, it's about money. It's about risk. It's about, uh, you know, um, tiptoeing and, and not being so sure whether the new area will bring you all those benefits that we that we promise them, obviously. Um, but once you're willing to um, share the program, once you're willing to invest to, um, uh, also invest into this yourselves, uh, together with with a corporate company. People start to understand that you really know what you're talking about, that you're really willing uh, to go for that journey, and, and and that's the beginning of, in our case, of how we could start this property.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because often we think as investors, as outsiders. I mean, okay, there's there's the business angel. They they tend to have a bit more involvement in the business and then there's the venture. But, but you are you actually invest start the company and then up to what point do you have a an exit point for yourself for each of these companies or is this something you want to keep doing i mean is it the startup phase you like is it the oh yeah the, the beginning where you were you really searching for where the opportunities are so where the risk is but also the rewards and then once it's settled, once the market's there, you you, you step out to, to start something new or do you see yourself doing this for, for a good few years still?
2: I definitely see myself doing this for for a good few years, a few more than a few years, I suppose. Um, we're doing this now. I think the company is officially a year and a half old, but we already worked on this concept when it was still a project rather than a business, but it actually was the same thing. So we're, we're a few years and market I, I i should say i suppose but um i there are two reasons why i will i think i will do this for for quite a bit of time one is that you referred to earlier i really really believe into this transition of renewable energy i think there is so much to be done and there is so much we can actually gain as a society from this i mean that's really you could see the interest that people have in energy going it has to be it used to be something of low interest and now people start to understand that energy is a kind of an of a currency almost that you can do things with and that you have, give you more control that itself will be there for a long time and that intrigues me to uh, to work in this area we also believe that our smart charging is only the first of our services once a uh, business model for vehicle to grid or vehicles viable Definitely, you know, you, you can understand that that will be part of our offering. Actually, we already are anticipating in the background, we're preparing for that uh, in, in terms of hardware and other services. We are already rolling it out in the background so that once it's, it's possible, we can pick it up immediately. Um, and, and that itself, together with the fact that, that um, the transition will be, will be taking a long time, requires us i think to be in the business for for a bit of time to prove that it works to help growing it also internationally it, it's it's nice linda it's 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 a, it's a great area uh, yeah, I guess It's
1: you. not. yeah it, okay. it's, yeah i i uh, i worked a few years ago with um nissan and oh, yeah. they launched an initiative intelligent mobility for energy transition oh, wow. and i remember the contact person from nissan saying that um, they found that you, you're bringing different worlds together. So it's the world of IT, it's the world of energy, which of course is a, a, a tremendously established sector, and the world of automotive, same thing. You know, you know all the players until Tesla came along. You know all the players, you know how it worked. Each sector typically has its own language and way of working. And that almost one of the harder things was to bring these two worlds together and, and understand that they were merging. That it, you cannot speak about pure automotive anymore. Pure energy, but all these systems, as you say, because of there's so much transition, they're, they're merging. Did, did you find them but when you were talking maybe to people in the energy sector and they were going like, what are you saying? I, I don't understand the language you're using. What do you mean? Like- yeah,
2: uh, I, think, I think you're very right, first of all, uh, that uh, this synergy... Results in, in 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 two worlds getting very close to each other. The world of mobility and the world of energy are really uh, are, are are really getting close to each other. I mean, this is also clear from the fact that energy companies are working on mobility propositions. and mobility companies are working on energy propositions. That itself is already a proof of this of this fact. I think I think you're also right by 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 saying that or by suggesting. I would say that there are always leaders or, or or first movers in, in 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 um in a new world. I think Nissan actually was quite a, a, a new mover in the way that they allowed their cars to discharge uh, from the charging port electricity back to whatever, whatever source it came from. And since it's not yet so the, the Nissan Leaf as you know is is, is the is car where you can actually that you can use already for vehicle to grid pilots because the car can actually discharge um, uh, and we were so just to give you an idea about how eager we were to make this work since there isn't yet uh, a viable commercial model for doing this to buildings and homes due to all kinds of, of reasons we actually set up um a small project that we called aircom which al- which allows the drivers of nissan leaf cars to go to outdoor events and power the outdoor event with their electric car so there are now uh, of course we have to discontinue this due to uh, covid which is really really unfortunate but uh, we had this setup where if you went went to a little pop test sound uh, uh, um, sound equipment and so forth that sound equipment in our case was powered by four or five or six Nissan Leafs Parked there. So, as visitors, you, you, and this is, this works, it, it operates, we have used it. So you could go to an event, you get discounted, you could come as long as you would allow, uh, make your car available during the evening that you, that you parked for discharging. And that avoided the need uh, for um, a diesel power supply um the power generators that usually are used uh, for events simply because there's not enough power locally uh, to power all that equipment and and diesel power generators are hugely inefficient they are hugely inefficient they 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 they, they pollute more than cars because they never run on a, on a, on a perfect um RPM. and so it's a, it's a way of producing electricity and this is the other way around now we could certainly, use cars that have charged ideally from renewable energy during the day and then discharge it at these events. as mm-hmm. an example, either to, to, or on the one hand side to say, hey, Nissan had the guts to, to make their car ready for these kind of services, which I think we should appreciate. And on the other hand side to, to, to suggest that you have to find for, you have to look for exceptions to prove the, the case and to get more momentum for these ideas step-by-step, and that's what we
1: try to do. Yeah, there's still a whole world out there to gain. Because I I, I remember discussing this once, I think, with your colleague Marnix. I have a a BMW i3, um, which doesn't discharge yet. I think they might be working on that now. But um, as you say, the incentive for people to do it, because what I understood is that we don't know yet what the cycles are of charging, discharging for electric car batteries and like the the thing you have with regular batteries that if you do it you don't do it properly then it it loses its storage power
2: that's right that's very right but i think i think the work properly is 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 the key to the solution um um, lithium uh, ion batteries are actually very robust uh but and, and can 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 sustain for a very very long time for many many thousands of cycles as long as you keep the voltage between a very small and within a very small range. So in terms of percentage, if you would never charge your car to more than 30 percent and never discharge it under 40, 45 percent, if you keep cycles between that in that range, batteries barely wear out uh, and 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 can sustain uh, these service for a long time. And I think this is where the solution is. If we so were now um, in a situation where the Batteries become larger because the, the cost per kilowatt hour storage is, is getting low. And a uh, Tesla Model 3 car has already 75 kilowatt hours. And lots of cars have either 60 or 70 or even 80. And, and of course, 100. And and in such a situation, if suppose you have 75 kilowatt hours of, of battery. You only need 20 or so to drive from A to B. And uh, Then you need another 20, maybe, or 15. To power an event, as we as we discussed, an outdoor event, as long as you are with a couple of cars, that means you can easily drive. You you can drive to the event, manage, have the software manage to keep your your battery level between that safe in that safe range, charge it back up to seventy percent before you go home from, from when it's no longer at, at peak demand, and you stay within such a safe area. You can do this for a long time, and and as soon as we have communication standards that uh, uh, in place that allow you to talk with the car and talk with the bms or battery management system so that you as an as a service for for car to vehicle car to building car to x services you can control the battery level to stay within that range once you can prove that to the owner of the car uh, which in many cases is a fleet company like a leasing company then you will see that it starts to to pick up. And we know from, uh, there's an interesting website where um, drivers of Tesla Model S uh, drivers um, uh, keep track of their battery levels and their state of health, so the battery health uh, level. And you can see that those um, Tesla Model S 100 kilowatt hour batteries, they hardly wear out. There are cars who've driven, you know, three, four 400,000 kilometers of health that's above 90%. And that's because due to the large battery, so you will never exceed uh, those ranges. Uh, either, you will never exceed the, range, the safe range for the battery. Mm-hmm. But in the early phases with these small 22 kilowatt-hour batteries for Nissan Leaf and, and Zoe, and, but all those batteries went quickly to 70% or less, because you had to charge them full and all the way down to zero in order to drive just 100 kilometers. And yeah. so you were constantly being outside of that safe area, thus wearing out the battery very quickly. Okay.
1: So it, it, that also is a case of learning, uh, adjusting, um, as the technology industry does with, with most. New yeah. Websites. You find out, you change it and cope with it. I saw on the website that you, it says they're white label, but does that mean... You don't see power d as a brand in the in, in the street as it were in the market but you you deliver to other brands or or, or do you do you aim to have power d known at some point as as the provider of smart solutions
2: we try to make the name power d known to B2B customers who then adopt our technology into their own consumer facing propositions. Yes, that's what we do. So we white label our smart uh, double green energy service uh, for them using their, their brand. So, for, for example, for Lease Plan, our power services are, are um, uh, put in the market as Lease Plan Energy, for example. And, 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 and we do work with, with some other companies where uh, our service is also used under their brand name. Um, that's because um, when you package smart double green energy services with other services, that total package becomes more valuable and becomes also more easier for, for uh, lease drivers or for fleet owners to, to buy rather than as a separate service. And I think this goes, this goes to the point where that we see these days that, we, that you call value sticking there are are uh, so many. Companies developing certain services that can bolt on to other services and that in total provide a, if you like, renewable energy value chain. So from, store, from production to storage, to usage, to, 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 to um, uh, st- storing it back or, or, or producing it yourself, that's cycle of activities. And, and we try to do what we're good at. And sometimes we, we, we put it on the market ourselves. But in so far we've we've used we've we've sort of worked with other brands that already are having a, mm-hmm. a, a consumer facing uh, prof- yeah. position the, to the market.
1: Or they have market channels, it's the fastest yeah. way up. Yeah. into the market. Yeah. So talking about the pandemic, your business model I think is based on people driving their car and charging. How was the last year for you? Did you notice that there were a lot of... I think it's picked up again now, but certainly in the beginning, fewer kilometers driven.
2: It's true. It's very true. I mean, when it was... What was it? Early March in Holland. uh, I think we were all holding our breath. Um, I think many companies were holding their breath. They didn't know what was going to happen. Um, In the end, I think the year has... Well, I know the year has been good to us. Um, For us, I should say. Um, yes, there were less kilometers driven, although not as bad as, as we were, as we thought in, in March. But we got many more customers because the concept and the, and, the, and the principle of renewable energy and the importance of renewable energy became more apparent, I think, during this crisis. Um, very often, as we know, a crisis is a moment that allows for the acceleration of innovation in a certain area, because, you know, since we're all standing still now, let's now, once it picks up, again, focus on the things that are good for the future rather than than the old things. And I think that happens. You could, you could actually, um, during um, the sort of first half year of last year, car sales dropped, but the sales of electric cars actually increased. That uh, I think is a quite an interesting example of of what happens. People start to focus more on things that they believe will be Will, will retain value after the crisis. And that, mm-hmm. that's, of course, all to do with renewable um, energy. So and I think, in general, with sustainable solutions.
1: Yeah, okay, that's
2: interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a challenge. So you're right, yeah. you less, but again, there's more, I think there's an, there's a, there's a, we've seen an acceleration in the appreciation understanding by c- customers and consumers, the importance of mm-hmm. um, working towards renewable yeah. and solutions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, there was certainly all the way through this realization, I think also from, from, from business owners and uh, managers, that, that afterwards we, sh- we should take this opportunity to come out better, smarter, um, and make decisions for, for the longer term. I think that's certainly true. I've heard that from several instances where people said, well, we need to come out of this green and not just... You know, not not economic recovery or economic stimulus at all costs. but let's use that money to to do it in a smart way to where we because we still n- know we need to do it anyway. we We still have the climate targets to to reach. So we yeah to it. and
2: and you're right. and therefore, I think the two go hand in hand. It's not or, it's and. Uh, and we will do it in a green way and we'll do it in the most economic, viable way. But those are those point in the same direction. Uh, there is already um, uh, in some areas more money made by renewable energy than, than by fossil energy. Of course, the, the, the sales of and the business around, around oil is still huge. But if you look at, for example, innovation in energy, there's many more people working in innovation for renewable energy than for fossil energy. If you look at distribution, if you look at... There are so many areas where you can see now that that the economic value is higher of services and solutions in the renewable area than it is in the traditional fossil way. Um, so, and, and and also, I, I personally believe that um that's i believe that you can address large investments uh, of large investors either financial investors or or, or 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 field operators and so forth once they start to understand that there is actually economical value in doing it in a new way and i think we sort of passed we've, we've passed a tipping point i i suppose it's not it's a slow hill so it takes a long time before it starts to really grow quickly but there is no way back and I think that's what people understand um, and also business understand which which are, um, in itself is, is, a, is a good thing perhaps um, perhaps which is ironic uh, it's now the government who may be slower than the businesses to some extent in terms of picking up um, the opportunity of renewable energy um, yeah. and- but, it, but it started I mean every every change always starts, with with people with consume with individual people who are, who are interested in things and 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 individual people choose for certain political parties for, choose for certain ideas and and those enable business and, and and they provide tax benefits for certain solutions and then it starts to pick up and it becomes a business and and after a while the momentum in the business gets larger than the momentum in society um, and and I, I hope that we will. Well, that we have arrived there, or that we soon be arriving there, because that helps us all in this business to go quicker.
1: Yeah, Because yeah. when you say I, I'm maybe government who's holding us back. Now, what what would you like to see happen, regardless, so not just uh, government policy or government instruments, but uh, obviously, I guess more customers is always a good thing. Um, but at the back end, is it is is there any R and D question? Is it investment access to international markets? What would help you when you look ahead, sort of next year and the year after, to, to help you grow? Yeah, I, th-
2: I think I think one of the things that we that we that we look for and that we see uh, already working for us, but that we really want to grow is partnerships, partnerships with other other businesses. Who contribute to this value chain? Who contribute to this? To this, with all respect, ecosystem because all busy. It's all buzzwords, but I think it's in the end they are meaningful. Uh, this is an ecosystem where there's a car distributing energy. There are uh, owners of, of 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 renewable energy plants producing it, and there are uh, consumers consuming it. And that ecosystem benefits from other partners. Uh, uh, um, you know, uh, contributing to to what we can do there. We already have partnerships in place We have partners. That help us with the uh, the algorithms to optimize the, the financial output of what we're doing. We have uh, partners that help us um, deliver energy to 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 uh, consumers' homes and, and 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 get our head around to the legislation that's needed for it and so forth. So and and that I think we are going international. Um, we will be uh, addressing the German and English market and probably also Belgium market by the end of this year. Um, that means that we have to, that we look for partners there as well. Um, it goes all the way down to installation companies who can install charge points at a rapid a rapid pace for us in these markets, uh, because there will be a huge need for charge points, um, particularly outside of the Netherlands, where we can see a, a, a steeper pickup of electric vehicles now and in the near future, and mm-hmm. and, and and therefore the need for, for, for home charging. So if we can find good partnerships with people who can install these charge points in a very customer-friendly way, uh, those things are all ha- helping us um, Grow our business and 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 achieve our goals of lowering the CO two footprint of the yeah, mobility. Yeah.
1: Are you are you mentioning these markets simply because crossing the borders easiest, or do you look at installed car base? I think Norway, for example, has a very high installed electric car base already. But do you think that the like culturally and and, and geographically that step is Harder to make? Yeah, no, I
2: think what we it's, uh, the markets that we select are based on on a few criteria. Uh, um, one is indeed the installed base in terms of electric cars or the expected growth uh, that we uh, that we expect therefore in in the near future. Uh, but secondly, also um, the possibility of addressing energy markets for this smart charging. And here uh, we have a challenge in Norway, since Norway has already. In Norway, electricity is so cheap, you pay less than, than 10 cents in euro cents uh, for a kilowatt hour that you there is not much money you can make on smart charging because the electricity is already so cheap because they have so much renewable um, um, production in, in place. Um, so there is less of a business case for this, this idea of smart charging than there is in other markets that are sort of naturally limited and therefore have a higher price for electricity so for example the uk have, it, have, have a lot in the uk there's a large challenge in terms of, of grid capacity and and if you do smart charging so if you do charging on the basis of whatever external criterion you can also do charging on the basis of grid congestion for example so you can have charged electric cars help reduce the congestion uh, on the grid uh, that in itself has a value and and you can address that value by offering services in these markets. So the availability of certain energy markets, in combination with the scale of operation of electric cars, in combination with the fact that those cars are um, uh, pr- uh, provided for by businesses and therefore are, are fleet owned, or owned by fleet owners, those mm. factors uh, help us achieving uh, a, a, a solid business case in, in markets. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, now, you probably know that your colleague Marnix uh, is involved in uh, preparation of this European roundtable sessions we're organizing as Ideas from Europe, one of them on energy storage on the 8th of June. Um, and the, 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 the ambition there is to develop a roadmap towards a strategy for energy storage and conversion as input to uh, a second European Entrepreneurship Summit in October. Um, you mentioned... You, are, you would be interested in, in uh, identifying partners to work with. You mentioned a few countries already. Are there any other subjects, organizations, specific organizations or countries you would like to see involved? Um, and, and what would be your main message to them to to, to get involved with us and, and, and working together with you and the other people already in the, in the ecosystem?
2: Yeah, um, I, I think... There are commercial and non-commercial parties, obviously, I would say. Um, non-commercial parties, I think that, that grid and local grid and regional and national grid operators are, I think, interesting parties to, to deal with because they they have an issue and therefore are helped by, by smart solutions. Um, in general, I believe that if we were able, as we discussed in our, in our um, pre-introduction, or... Um, um, the solving or lifting the barriers in terms of legislation is is a huge enabler for companies to develop renewable solutions and, and, and storage uh, uh, solutions. Um, uh, so if, you, if there are, if there are ways where governments um, are, can be involved and, and where you can do things to, to, to simplify legislation and, and to um, maybe also in, in, in regions, um, make you know enable these these services i think that that is on itself will be very helpful for all the commercial parties who try to do it, to get this going in general i think that the mobility industry is an interesting one uh, to 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 have in, in your in your meetings um, the car electric car has this this is a double-sided sword because it's it's a, it's a device to drive from a to b and it's a device to store electricity when there's an abundance and and, and even deliver it back as we discussed a few minutes ago um, uh, I, I think we also need to have people from universities and uh, in in such conversations because it's a very innovation-driven market uh, where we learn so much every every, every day. And uh, a solution that wasn't possible, uh, you know, uh, f- last week may- maybe 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 viable next week. I and mean, if you look at efficiency of, so- of solar energy production, if you look if you look at um, ways uh, that we're now discovering uh, for making batteries. Um, become cheaper to produce and less dependent dependent on, on cobalt production, for example, which is really happening. Uh, those are absolutely drivers for, for the goals that you are that you are pursuing. I think.
1: Yeah, okay. well, some good, good suggestions there for us to follow up on to get involved, uh, uh, maybe as participant on the eighth of June, but certainly also for the follow up in October, because it is an ongoing developing uh, uh, process. Because we're not there yet, uh, still a lot more to do. We'll keep us busy, I think, for for a while yet. Thank you very much for your time today. And uh, it was very interesting and informative. And um, keep following what you're doing and uh, hope to talk again soon. Thanks
2: very much for uh, for this interview. It was a pleasure to uh, explore and discuss this interesting area.
0: Thank you, Peter, and thank you, Linda, for today's episode. Now, as I said at the top of the show, if you're interested in finding out more about energy storage, don't forget there's still a few days left to sign up for our Ideas from Europe roundtable sessions on the 8th and 9th of June. Details and a sign-up page are available at the Ideas from Europe website. That's www.ideasfrom.eu, or I'll put a link in the description below so you can check it out. there. So I hope you can make it next week, but if you can't, don't worry. I'll be releasing a series of clip shows with all the best parts over the coming week. Plus, we have some deep dives with speakers from the sessions coming up as podcast specials. So don't forget to subscribe to us. And with that, I'd like to wish you all a great weekend. And I look forward to seeing you all again after the road shows in a couple of weeks.